Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Everybody, welcome back to the Wedding Dish. We're coming at you over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, DC. The Wedding Dish is the essential podcast for all things wedding, where we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding pros in the DC area, and sometimes we read listeners' stories on our mini episodes. You'll hear tips and tricks about wedding planning, gain wedding inspiration, and hear real-life experiences, from the planning process to the celebration and everything in between. That's Sarah Alipin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Wedding Dish. Man! (laughs) Per per usual, we have our little Frenchie friend Clouseau in his podcasting chair helping us out today. He's back this week, so we're very happy. Yes, and he is super happy. He was very excited to come here today and meet everybody, and he has been very excited to hang out with our guest today. And speaking of, today we're meeting with the Perfect Blend Band Manager, Jackie Pitts. Uh, The Perfect Blend Band is a D.C.-based wedding band, and Jackie's husband is actually in the band. He is. (laughs) He is actually the whole reason why... I'm actually even a part of the band. <laughs> it was one of those things. He said, I want to do a band that doesn't do club music. How do we do this? And I was like, hey, I used to be a wedding planner. We can do this together. <laughs> so Amazing. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. What, what, what instruments does your husband play? Well, he's known for the keyboard, but he plays basically anything that is instrumental. Oh. But in our band, he's the music director and he's the keyboard player. Okay. And how many people are in your group? Now, the whole group, do, do, you, do they all perform at every gig or is it just like a collective and then little bits of you p- perform at different things? Correct. So we, our entire group is 16 pieces, which is, we have um, actually now seven female um, vocalists wow. up front. We have a five-piece horn section and then the four-piece um, rhythm section. But on a normal case, we're doing seven to ten pieces. That's usually with or without the three horns. Um, because it's just a big, especially in a wedding environment, having 16 people up there is, is a bit much. But um, <laughs> but we definitely have done more weddings in the seven pieces with the three female vocalists, the four-piece rhythm section. And then some people who just love horns, we add a, at least three horns onto the band configuration, yeah. but we do scale. I feel that we're more bespoke when we come to what you're looking for. Is, so we try to customize it as much as possible. Do you always have the four female vocalists? Yeah, three. Yeah, we oh, do three. three. Okay, yes. I yes. love that. That's on your website. And <laughs> yeah. it's like a Destiny's Child type thing. Like, it's so great. It's just, it's, I haven't even seen anything like that. They have so much energy and they have their sequins. Like, I, <laughs> I literally was like, oh my gosh, they're so awesome. And the sound of them is a blend. Definitely. Like, it's a blended sound. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, how did you come up with the name Perfect Blend? And what is it a blend of? Sure. Um, th- this is the second iteration of the name. Because we used to be Perfect Blend with a C, the way it normally is spelled. And my husband wanted a jazz band. And so I think it was like 2009, we did our first gig as a jazz band. It was four pieces, keys, bass, um, drums, and a saxophone player. 
And it was like, that's when they got their first taste of like, oh, wow, we're going to do this type of thing. And then it didn't catch on as quick as we thought it was going to be. And so it was kind of hard. And then they kind of put it to the side. And then after doing some research and found out there's somebody someplace else that's a perfect blend band. Um, And when we started to try to do like um, social media, we started seeing this band. I was like, okay, what do we do? Like people know the name because of who he is, but how do we differentiate ourselves? So I was like, hey, let's throw a K in it, which is kind of like an oxymoron. It's like we're perfect, but we're not Mm -hmm. (laughs) type of name. So I was like, you know, so we started playing on that. And it literally started with him saying, I I want to do more than just the club scene. And how do we do more? And then I just kind of piped in and said, hey, you know, the wedding market, there's always, you know, an opportunity in the wedding market. And it's a tad bit more consistent than what it is in the club scene. And you're not working as hard as for the uh, the amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, it, we, he had one vocalist in mind, and then I brought two others to him, and then they kind of, they, their very first rehearsal was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's like it just good. kind of went like that. And then each ind- individual vocalist that we've added on was kind of like, they fit. <laughs> they just fit, you mm-hmm. know, and I keep saying it's like we're a perfect blend. And all the other musicians coming in, they just clicked, and it made it. It just kind of like kept reiterating what the name was. And Mm -hmm. so we've been blessed because over the three years we've grown, we've changed some things, but that same concept is still there. I love that. That's really cool. And I've actually been to two weddings and a corporate event where you all have been (laughs) the band there. Awesome. Um, Which was not how we got connected with this. Um, (laughs) But I... One of the things that I really love about the way you brought the K in is the logo because it's it's very much a, an instrumental shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the K, like a cursive K, has a very, it, it really like vibes with the music feeling. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things like, because we started off like, we just need a, a name. And then I was like, well, you need a logo to put on stuff. And then we, we had it a different way. And then I was like, oh, I don't like it that too much. And it's not as it's elegant as I think it needs to be. And we just kind of kept throwing things together. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this works, you know? And I was like, and we'll probably change it again because that's just, I always get bored with something and be like, hey, let's change it. Oh, I feel you. You know, but also we're just trying to figure out how to stand out in, especially in the DC market with all the bands that are in the area. I think someone had reported there's like a thousand wow. cover bands in the DC market. Wow. And it's like, well, how do you stand out? Cause we're all basically doing the same thing. We're playing the same type of music. We're targeting the same type of client. So how do you stand out? And when we first started, we were told that, you know, most cover bands have some type of a male singer in it. And you need a male singer. And that's like, I pushed back so hard. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. Just why do we need a male singer? And they could never like explain. It was like, well, that's just the model. There's always, you know, a male and one, two, three, four females in there. It's never been fully fronted by females. And literally, they were like, I don't know how to market this. And it was like, okay, you know, let's work on this. You know, because I believe in the, the years that we've had the band that we've been able to nail anything that a male singer could do and sometimes I think we did it better (laughs) you know so it's just exciting to to show people to kind of get out of their box of what they expect an agency band or a wedding band to look like and then see how we can work with them yeah and you're getting like oh sorry you're getting like it's more of a performance 
because you have the three of them, like there's so much energy in that. And so it seems like it would be, oh, this is easier to market. But do you think that's because it's just always been that way? Or do you think it's because it's, there's no, there's not a man up there? You know, I think, um, I spend a lot of time educating people because, you know, someone's like, well, how do you do a duet very easily? The Isn't two that ladies. what we do as women? <laughs> you know, it's like, Sorry. you know, and that's kind of what it is. It's like, you know, there are some times where I kind of have to approach it. It's like, I know this iconic song. It was a male and a female. How do we do this song and still give it justice? And literally the ladies will be like, we can do that. And then they'll do it. And you're like, oh, you don't miss it at all. You know, because we actually had uh, have a wedding coming up and someone asked for... Um, Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel oh. Richie. And I literally, I was like, this is such an iconic song. And people hear Diana and Lionel's yeah. voice when that, it's like, you don't even have to sing the song. You hear Endless Love and we're like, ah, this, <laughs> it just starts playing in your head. And so I was like, well, how do we give that same feel? And then he literally says like, you know, our tenor female can handle that. And then we kind of just kind of looked. It's like, has anybody else done it? And then we actually found a clip of Diana Ross singing with Jennifer Hudson. Oh. Endless Love. And I was like. I forgot they did that. <laughs> and it was just a snippet. But it was like, oh. And, it, and I told him, I was like, it just depends on how you perform the song. Lionel Richie and Diana Ross sang it to each other. You know, not in a romantic way, but they sang yeah. it to each other. As the vocalist, you have to sing it to the bride and the groom. Oh. And then you're able to give them that same emotion, but don't, you know, over anything, you know, don't don't kill what the song was about to do. So it's like it's all about presentation. So being in the band has had us look at songs differently. Some people are like, oh, just play the song and it doesn't matter. And literally we have to go through the lyrics and go. Well, this so you're is like singing. almost a, you're almost like a producer <laughs> coming in. It's like you auto, you <laughs> come in you're there. figuring out these things that like don't make any sense. Like that doesn't make sense. And yeah. then you're you're figuring out how it's going to work. It's like so what do you can you say in place of that word that that's very very male that doesn't take away from the song. And like nine times it's like, you know, changing something from girl to chick to, you know, from man to your, you know, and making it still flow and not draw attention to the change that you've just made. But um you become a producer. You have to really analyze everything that the song is doing and not that the crowd even pays attention because they're singing the words that they know. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't they're really, <laughs> they're having a whole blast. And so you're singing something and they're singing something else and it doesn't really matter. It's just, I'm very particular. It's like, I need to, for it to make sense coming out of your mouth. And then other than that, let's just have a party. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. And those small words really don't make a difference. It's just for me, it's just, I don't feel like, you know, there's a song where they were very well talking about the male physique. And I was like, well, neither one of y'all, you know, are male. <laughs> so it was hard for you to sing about what's happening to your like male body. You know? <laughs> so we have to we have to make some changes. But other than that, you know, you just go and say, how do you how do we do the best way of performing it our way? Is, is there is there a song that people request a lot or do people come to you a lot with like, hey, these are these are the songs we want to get. And then is there also, like, just being in D.C., is there a particular thing that comes up because people are in D.C. at all? Well, for us, we are, we've been really blessed that they've taken our advice. So we've created a set list that's very diverse of, you know, 
country, rock, pop, R&B. So we definitely try to hit all of that in whatever set that we have. Because you never know. You don't know who's going to be in that right. audience. So, you know, we do things that are very old school so that, you know, mom, dad, grandma can enjoy it. But then, hey, there's the teenager that's listening to Lizzo and we have to give them a Lizzo song. Mm-hmm. So we try to pay attention. Um, we do a lot of Bruno Mars. And I think oh, most cover bands yeah. do a lot of Bruno Mars. I think <laughs> everyone at weddings does a lot of <laughs> a Bruno lot, Mars. A lot mm-hmm. of Bruno Mars. But then... Um, and I think now we're a little bit more comfortable with it, but I started when with, when we added the female singers, I stayed away from any girl group songs mm-hmm. because I didn't want them to be pigeonholed as just the girl group. So we didn't do Destiny's Child or Supremes or anything that was just all girl related. And we focused more on the Bruno Mars songs, on the um, Journey songs, on the Bon Jovi song, just everything that didn't look like them. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, if you can nail something that you don't look like, then they automatically know that you can do everything else. But if yeah. you're, you know, all of your yeah, because they material, do the Jackson Five on your reel, yeah, which is really great. good. Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know? it's really good. It's it moves. It's like yeah, and I would never. You would think you would just line them up with, like, the Destiny's Child, like you said. But, yeah, and yeah. they move like the Jackson 5. They do. <laughs> and that was the other thing, is that, you know, it's like... It's a performance. It's like, we, we made it a performance, and I think that's one of the things that is unique to us, is that, you know, I tell my, my band all the time, the thing that, that bothers me the most is the choir rock, is to see a whole band just rocking together with the beat. <laughs> and it's fine, because you have some bands that do that, and that you have a lot of bands It's easier to do that. But, you know, my thing is, if we want to be... The, the band that is different, we have to make ourselves different. So I want you to think of every performance as a show. How can you entertain them and interact with them at the same time? And some people are going to just want to watch you. You're beautiful. Yeah. And you're singing. And they're going to sit there and watch. But what are they watching? You have to give them that show. And then there you have other people who want to interact with you. So how do you get down and interact with the crowd so you have to be both things you have to be the showman and then you also have to be the party starter and that's kind of what we've been you know hopefully we're perfecting and every every show we get better and every show we learn something else and we take notes i i teach i think i treat my band more like a sports team because after we do a show we (laughs) run the reel and it's like everybody sit down and watch it and see what we're doing i love it and what did you do and what didn't you like you know how did this person react what song didn't go well what song went well type of thing so that you know better for the next one that's that's how you learn yeah you have to grow so so is that so you're you're also like part of it like a sports coach in a way but (laughs) is it is being a wedding planner, do you think that's what comes in handy when you actually go to the event? Or do you think it's more that you're producing, you're managing, you're working with the band and stuff like that? Or is it more the day of logistics and more event planner stuff? Is it a blend of those things? It is. Sorry to use the word blend. It's the perfect blend. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect blend. Yes, because, you know, before the event, you know, we're handling all the details band wise. Mm -hmm. And then, Meeting with the client, nine times out of ten, I'm the only person that they've met with, you know, from the band. So it's just being able to speak weddings or events with that person and understand that they're dealing with timelines and other vendors and other logistics, not just when is the band showing up and being able to understand that conversation. And then on site, giving the band the opportunity to be just the band. There's no one trying to run interference with the client. Like, when do you do this and when Mm -hmm. do you do that? And then they're not trying to run down the band who's trying to focus on their music. There's somebody there. Or who needs to eat. Yeah. It's like somebody there to talk to. So you have that one person that says, here's the timeline. What's going on? I'm checking back. Are we still on the timeline? What do we need to do? Where is this room? Where is that room? And 
I think it gives a sense of, um, I guess, a reassurance to the client that you're you're actually taking their day very seriously, mm-hmm. and that yes, we are the entertainment, but we're also a part of your entire plan. So we're you know I don't just see where the band fits in. It's like how do we fit within this plan, and then being able to kind of teach the team that we are we are just as important but we are like the flowers we are like the cake we are you know we are the the added thing to their wedding and there's a big picture there's a whole list of other things that are going on and what i do not want is for us to be the problem so we need to get everything together and be the least of these you know so when they're coming in they can be like okay jackie's got it and we're gonna go they're not worrying about oh i need to know where they're doing and how to Mm -hmm. run back and forth and it's a lot And, and if anybody's been in the wedding industry day of it's like, you know, no matter what your plan is and what you've put together, and we've all had this conversation, all vendors have met, client has met, we've all agreed about how this timeline is going to go, and then you get there. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, Showtime. <laughs> okay, we're on this timeline now, or this didn't show up, and this needs to move, and you have to be able to talk to somebody that is not, that understands what you're coming from, or where you're coming from, and able to make those last-minute changes and think on their feet as well you know hey the bride is going to be late we need 30 more minutes of music oh okay do this instead of like what what 30 minutes are we going to play oh, no what are we we're going to take our break now <laughs> you know or we've played for five minutes and now it's time and you didn't put this in our contract that we no we are not that band we are definitely like what do you need us to do so you're mm-hmm. so your husband's like so lucky to have you <laughs> yeah I'm tell him that I'm running sure through like one all part. the jobs you're doing and it's like oh any musician would be like this is great like this just makes my life so great but so were you guys at first like it, it makes sense or whatever but obviously you have your relationship and everything is mm-hmm. it hard like does it ever get really hard when the timeline doesn't go great or whatever or just balancing like He's a band member, so technically, you know, he's in charge of the band, but you're in charge of him. Like, how does that work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our, yeah. Good you know, answer. <laughs> it, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, because he said people, band members, like, you work with your wife? I could never work with my wife. And we've had those moments like, we can't work together. This is this is not, you know. Yep. I am very business-minded, and I'm very segmented. So when I'm working band and business... I'm not looking at you as my husband. I'm looking at you as like a band member. We got to get this and we got to do it. And sometimes he, especially in the beginning, it was like, who are you, <laughs> what are you talking to? And like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not trying to, to be mean or anything. It's just all my pleases and thank yous have to fall off because I need it now. I need it now. I need mm-hmm. it now. And then when you're finished, it's like, oh, baby, I love you. <laughs> you're great. You know, so it, it is difficult, you know, so I'm not even going to, to glaze over that. But I think us having conversations more often about I'm not trying to tell you something that is not going to be beneficial, right. you know, and just getting him to be like, when I say move now, it's because someone else has told me to move now. So it's not me just being very controlling of you. It's right. just like the wedding planner just walked in and told me that this is going to happen now. You need to go now. You can't take the leisurely walk from the green room to, yeah, this isn't saunter, <laughs> you know, this is like literally you should be packing everything on plug play type of thing. 
And it was a a growing experience, too, because, again, he came from the club scene where it's like, well, we're going to start in 30 minutes ish, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, whenever you're feeling good and get you something to drink and food. And they're talking to you. And it's like whenever you start to being a very regimented timeline, like you have to do this at this time because other things are in place. So it's a learning process for him. And then it was a learning process for me to how do I deal with a family member without him uh, being offended. Right. You know, and, and another, you know, little known fact is my daughter's one of the vocalists. Oh, <laughs> wow. So That's it's like, nice. jinx. <laughs> you owe me a soda. Yeah, so it's like, you know, when you walk in there and it's like, hey, mom, honey, love you, everything. And then it's like business starts. Like, I need you to do this. I need you to turn in. And he, they're looking at me. And it, was, and it was difficult because they have to stop looking at me as mom and wife and have to look at me as business manager. And how do you switch that? And, and we have our good days and we have our bad days. But it's definitely, I think we've, we're learning with every gig and every show. It's like, how do we interact? Because, you know, at the end of the day, I would like to still be married. You know, and and still be mom and still be mom. I don't want anybody to be offended. Um, But they're also coming into my world of, you know, very being a stickler for timelines and information and getting things out. And so they're seeing some things that they never actually got to see before. And now that we're doing it on a regular basis, it's kind of like, oh, that's why we do that. You know, that's why we have timelines. And oh, that's why we do this. And so now they're kind of like when like we did an event um, the other day and the timeline was handed to him. He's like, are we actually doing? Yes. And he was like, this is why I give you guys all this information. And that's why I'm checking back and forth and seeing how close are we on this timeline? When do we need to do? Because there's a lot of things, you know, the walk from the green room to the event space is, you know, five minutes. So if their start time is 630, you need to have started walking at 620. Mm-hmm. And plug in <laughs> and sound check and all the things that yeah. go in. It's, it's actually, for me, timelines used to be super overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah, and, I can imagine. And as a photographer, I it would just like it would feel like I was sinking, trying to like figure out if I was on time, and I'm like flipping through and whatever. And so I can relate to probably what your husband and daughter, <laughs> the band, feels um, in terms of that because you actually thrive on timelines. I thrive on timelines. I thrive on it, and that think that's kind of what. When you're dealing with creative people, creative people are like, you know, whatever feels good and how I do it, you know, when it comes out, it's fine. And then you have this person's like, no, I need it at 630. I need for you to feel good at 630. <laughs> I need for you to be happy at 631. You know, and it's like, what do you mean? And it's like, and it's trying to explain that to somebody who's not used to that. Um, and for me, like that one minute that took them to put their in-ears on and plug in and I'm like oh my god paint is drying like what is going on (laughs) and they're looking at me like it's only been like 30 seconds like oh it feels like forever get going get going get Mm -hmm. going you know and they're like and afterwards they're sitting there telling me like it was only a minute really it was only a minute I don't feel that I feel like I feel every second ticking down of what we're doing but um, I think that's kind of like the the great part of being a, that perfect blend for us is that because you are great with what you do music wise and I'm great with what I do event planning wise. So you don't have to do any of that and I don't have to do any of this. So we're good. What do you what do you um, not love so much about your job? Like, uh, you know what? I sometimes I don't like being in charge a lot. Yeah. Because you get everything. You you get the good, the bad, the ugly mm-hmm. when you are the person in charge. If something doesn't go right, it's your fault. You know, Always. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was your fault or not. It's because you're the point of contact. Um, 
And that that's, that can be a bit much some days. There's days when you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. you know, because it had <laughs> nothing to do with me. But they have no place else to direct it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'm the band's only contact with the client, and I'm the client's only contact with the band. So it's like you get it from both ends. Like, why didn't they tell you this? And why didn't they do that? And why didn't your band do this? And why didn't you do that? And you're like. And shouldn't they have just known that they should do this? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's they should just know. It's like, what would make you think that they would just know? And the band does the same. Like, they should know that bands do. Who would give you what makes you believe that somebody knows what they're doing? I was like, literally, you're asking an event planner to be a, a master of several different things. You know, they're in charge of everything, so they need Dozens to have an eye. of different things. You know, everything. They need to know what photographers do and what videographers do, what the band does, what the decor people do, what the catering, what the, what the sound people did, what the lighting people do, and, ha- and be over top of all of that. That's immense pressure that you're putting yeah. on this one person. And sometimes some people hold it better than others, and other people transfer that <laughs> onto someone else. <laughs> and so in my job, I think... Um, I try my best to absorb a lot of whatever the stress, you know, and it's not necessarily because we're doing something wrong. It's just, it's a lot going on that day of. Yeah. It's high emotion. Yeah. Regardless, even if it's super ecstatic, it still can be draining. It is. And, it, and, and for weddings in general, hopefully this is their one and only. Yeah. And so it's like that added pressure, like this is the day that she and him and mom and everybody is going to remember. What do you want them to remember about you? You know, it's like, well, the band was great. Or, oh, my God, the band took forever to play this. Or they took forever. Or did you see what they were wearing? You know, just little things that people will remember. So, for me, I spend a lot of time just, like, looking at them. You know, and they tell me I have this face. It's like dead face when I'm at an event. Everybody else is like, oh, my God, they're so great. Your band is so great. And I have this dead face, and which I have to learn better because I'm trying to breathe and grow in 2020. Um, but we both everything <laughs> that crosses our mind crosses our face. I used to be that way, so I kind of went, you know, 180. The other, because my mom used to tell me all the time. I used to sing in the church choir, and my mom was like, "Oh, everything was sounding beautiful," and then I would look at you, and your face <laughs> would show me that something was wrong. I couldn't tell you what it was, but your face was like all twisted and like <laughs> something is wrong and you're glaring at somebody. And she's like, "That's when I would realize something was wrong," and then. All the enjoyment of listening to the choir is gone because now I'm like, something's wrong. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure to have like a poker face and just like, yeah, this is easy. I'm just doing this. It's totally effortless. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, so then I adopted with them because I used to do like all that with them. They're like, I just washed your face, Miss Jackie. And you were like not happy. What was wrong? And I'm like, really? Something's wrong? And so I had to go to like poker phase. But now, you know, we did something with my children. Um, There's a YouTube or Netflix or something called Brain Games. And they said something about you transfer your energy, you know, in um, in situations. So if you look happy, the people around you will be happy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, maybe my face should smile in my poker face moment, you know, because yeah. it's really like no emotion type of thing because I'm like watching them. And so I had to I'm learning now to like in the midst of your performance, I'm smiling at you just so you can your nerves are OK, because they were spending a lot of time watching me. Am I, are we doing this right? Is everything fine? Is the client okay? And I'm like, dead face, you know? So now I'm like, okay, I'm going to smile more and do that. But, <laughs> that. but I spend a lot of time just watching them. And for me, 
watching them because I see, I mean, you know, we've done a gajillion shows. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching for nuances that someone who's just seen you for the first time or second time or even have seen you several times are not paying attention to those things. I'm the one who's like, okay, you stepped too far away from the mic and you, were, you took too long to get back to this. Or, hey, you didn't do this note on this thing, you know. And I'm being more analytical, so sometimes I have to remind myself to be like, just great job, guys. Right. You know, you guys right. did a great job. And yeah. everybody else did a great job, you know. And then our next day would be like, so these are the things we need to work on to make it better. So That's really great. I mean, I when you were talking, I was thinking of like, you know, like how a great product has to have somebody that's always critiquing it and they're not necessarily the most popular and that's why when you're a superstar like putting on a smile is just not what you want to do because you just heard bad news or you just had a fight or whatever and it's like too bad you have to entertain these people it's got to go on and um yeah I don't know where I was going with that but that's what I was thinking (laughs) it's okay I think I think we should take a break um we need to open another can of rosé. <laughs> and it might explode because randomly the last one did, but it has a delay. It's like a little time bomb. So you go to, you open it, and then you bring it up to your mouth, and right as you get it toward your lip, it explodes. Oh. It's glamorous. It's real glam. Yeah. We're, awesome. we're classy over here. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll be back in a couple of minutes with Jackie from The Perfect Blend Band.
back. Welcome back, everyone, to The Wedding Dish, the podcast where you hear things all about wedding, and it's super fun. And we have Rosé, and today we have Jackie from the Perfect Blend Band. Hey. <laughs> Hi, guys. We're so glad she's here. This is super fun for us because Steph was just saying on the break how she loves musicians, um, and we were saying how amazing Jackie's voice is. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, so... Um, I wanted to ask you a few, a few things. So Steph is cracking up over to my side because she actually asked all of my questions and didn't even notice. She was like so engaged. She didn't even look down at the questions the entire time. I wrote the script too. That's the thing. (laughs) You were having fun. We were just gelling. I think that's what happened. Also, I get nervous. So I just like, I'm like, I've got to get through this material. (laughs) <laughs> couldn't tell the nervousness at all you're doing great okay thank you so they're, yeah they're broken down anyways yeah like, i mean i yeah. just said you were feeling it it was good i i was enjoying i was feeling it. your lies <laughs> you can always steal my life Yay. <laughs> um so talking about a little bit more about the band um can people like make requests during the actual wedding day like how do you guys deal with that? We can to a point. Um, we we have a very vast list of music that the band knows. And so we try not to start that habit because then everybody will come and then you'll inevitably get that one song that you don't know. That would take a minute for them to do it. So we try to be as um, as open to it as possible. And most times it's like they're asking for something in the same genre or same gene. We can do that. But then someone will ask for some way off in left field and my first thing is to ask the band is like how long would it take for you to learn it if if it was and some of them would be like oh I've heard the song before it goes like this and then they kind of feel their way through it and then other times they're like yeah thank you <laughs> maybe the next time you know I'm sorry we can't do that you know we have this timeline that we you know that's always the the default we have a timeline that we have to get through and we're, we're working we're, with this list we're working of with this list of songs that the bride and groom have requested and so we're trying to get all those in you know but thank you for you know thinking that we were capable enough to do that so that's usually our default answer for that we try as much as possible to be accommodating but at the same time um, our musicians put in hours of rehearsal we literally meet every week for three four hours of rehearsal um not to mention the ladies do choreo and vocal training so it's like it's not this you know hey we just met today at your wedding let's go over the songs that we were listening to on our iphone Mm -hmm. like we literally spend time with each one of these songs and for them um it wouldn't be a best representation of them to do something on the fly without them feeling comfortable and i will put a big asterisk there because we've done it because they, they literally come and say, we're going to practice and learn all this. And then Jackie <laughs> will come and say, hey, guys, this one song here, it's going through your ears right now. Can we figure out how to do at least maybe the chorus part of it so we can, you know, appease this person? And they go, oh, OK. <laughs> and then they get it done because they're super professional. Um, but I tell them, I was like, that's me knowing you guys, me learning who you are and sometimes your no means no just because it is work and then sometimes your no is no because you really don't feel you can do it and and I have to kind of be the person that discerns what that no is that you're trying to tell me do you ever get um requests for inappropriate songs for weddings 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is shocking to me the number of inappropriate songs I hear at weddings. <laughs> Very much so. It's like literally we get these songs and like, did you read the lyrics? Do you know what they're saying? It like has whenever, nothing to do yeah. with you being a married couple. It has everything to do with you being single and just like going around doing your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hear that one little John song all the time. And even if they do the clean version, everyone on the dance floor is yelling. Yes. That like, and like your grandma is sitting there and hopefully she doesn't know what some of those words mean. But Oh ooh. my goodness. We did a graduation party for a high schooler. And literally, they put a song on the list that we don't, we do in the club setting, 21 and older, with all the words and everything. And I was like, they clearly, because the, the dad sent us the list, it's like, clearly dad has never heard this song. Mm-hmm. So we'll learn it because it was asked, and, and we'll, you know, we've done it before, so we're good there. But I, we probably will not play this song. Then we drove up. And in the loudspeakers was every, it was like NWA, you know, full-fledged, R-rated, restricted, just blaring out. And, and mom and dad are just walking around and bopping. And I'm sitting there like, oh, clearly they know these songs. So, yes, you can do that song and you can do this song. Because usually we try to do like the PG or what I call the festival version. That's hysterical. And it's like, because I was like, as a mom, I was like, no, we are not talking about, you know, this. It's just too much. <laughs> You know, and it's like your teenagers and literally they knew more. Just it was raunchy. It was a whole bunch. And then mom and dad were sitting like, oh, this is so much fun. I'm like, my mom would kill me. Kill me. So if, it was like too much. Yeah. If my my parents would have shot me dead if we played that one song I was referring to. It's like, and you look at that, and it's like, in some of the songs, like, oh, it sounds so pretty, but it's like, it's not talking about like a loving relationship. It's talking about how they cheated or, or like how an they affair. That all the time, all the time. It's like they wanted to go someplace else, and you're like, oh, that's our song. Really? That's your song? <laughs> it's like, maybe we can get something about, you know, love that lasts and sticks together or something. But, <laughs> you know, that's when you have to go, it's like, okay, if that's what you want, you know. But we tend to try to do uh, festival versions or the PG versions. You know, our test is like, I have an eight, nine year old. If they can come in and they can sing it back to me, and I won't be totally offended, <laughs> you know. So if they can sing it and I can perform it in front of them, then we can perform it at a wedding. But if it's got more bleeps and blops, in, in the songs and we've done some of them um, we did one wedding where they we had to ask him was like do you want us to cuss in the song because it's part of the lyrics it, it's not like a randomness and he was like yep sing it exactly the way it is <laughs> and it was like um, was it Orange County Rex Orange County it was like loving is easy it was a beautiful song but it was like loving is easy you have me effed up you know, and I was like, wait a minute, are we going to like not say that? And they're like, no, I want those exact words. But the bride and groom were from New York. So it was kind of like, oh, that's the way they talk. But the, the girls were like kind of blushing the whole time singing the song. But, you that know, you have to do so what the client funny. wants <laughs> to, to, a, to a degree. <laughs> that's funny. So um, how do you juggle? We know you have a day job and you're managing the band. How do you juggle that? Is it hard or does it feel like one fuels the other? What, how does that work in your life? Because we already talked about your family and how you juggle that aspect. Yeah. But for me, it's, you know, I'm, I've, I think I was just born an event planner. So that portion is kind of balanced because that's just how I live. 
Um, as far as just managing time with the band and the requirements, it's 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 been a it's going to be a struggle some days because sometimes I get so fixated on what we need to do that I have to kind of like step back and go today or tonight. You know, we're not going to go down to the studio. We're not going to look at our laptops. We're going to spend time with the babies and say, you know, what do you want to do? Let's go watch Frozen. Let's do something like that. And sometimes you have to be deliberate with it because you can allow something to take over really, really quickly. And that is like a constant reminder that I have to give myself because, of course, for me, you know, I'm in an industry, as you well know, is very male dominated. Yep. Um, and then come in as a female and then a person of color as well. So you have to like almost feel like you have to be better than the better than the better. And so you're always like up all hours. You know, for my husband, he spends all of his waking hours working on music. You know, then I have to remind him. I was like, hey, us, you know, too. But he's a perfectionist. So he's like, I need it to be perfect because then when I bring it over to them, I need it to be perfect. And so it's like sometimes that perfection in both of us can push away the family time and the, you know, let's just spend time just me and my husband. So um, we do make, you know, distinct date nights for me and my husband. We do distinct family nights. That, that This has nothing to do with the band and everything because you realize really quickly when your kids come up and it's like, is today rehearsal? Is it band rehearsal today? Because then we're going to be doing this, you know, and they're like, no, we can't go to the park because we have band rehearsal from this time to this time. Aww. And they're like, but I really want to go out. And I was like, we can't. So then you have to figure out how do we give them their attention as well without them feeling that they're, you know, an extra or a side, you know, like you're more important in this band. What do you need us to do? So it is a balancing act and every week it's tested and every week we have to, to do better. So mm-hmm. definitely trying my best to be a balance. <laughs> perfect blend is pretty much the perfect name for you. <laughs> Thank you. We've grown into it. I don't know if like we grew into the name or the name grew into us, but it's, it's definitely been, uh, a very good moniker for who we are in every aspect of our lives. So, That's amazing. I love it. And I'm so glad that you were able to find that, um, like, balancing act, you know? Still finding, like everyone else, you know, being mothers or being women in general, we have to balance a little bit more than men, you know? So it's just one of those things and being that person who likes to keep things in checklists and timelines in your normal life and then adding that to your business life it can be stressful sometimes but definitely is something that I am I'm working on and always looking for that new thing to help me be better in both things as a better wife as a better mother that's three better wife (laughs) a better mother and as well as a better band manager that's so awesome and I that's honestly that's what we do here constantly I mean I I think everyone should always be striving to find a way to be better Definitely, definitely um but also giving yourself some grace because everybody makes mistakes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably the hardest part. I think that's just the woman gene that was like, we don't want to make mistakes. Yes. And it's like, and you, and you especially don't want anybody to see the mistake that you made. No. <laughs> so it's like, oh, no, I can't make a mistake. And I, oh, everybody's just saw that mistake. And how do you keep your face, you know, and maintain? So it's, it's, it's a constant battle. And we're all learning how to how to maintain in this world. So. Yeah. Well, we look great doing it. You do. You guys are fabulous. Just fabulous. She meant all three of us. 
<laughs> well, see, I was just putting it because you guys look fabulous <laughs> all the time. So, so I really want to thank Jackie for being on the pod today. Thank you. Please me. check out her Instagram at Perfect Blend Band, and I'm going to spell it because with a K. It's perfect with a K. P E R F E K T Blend Band, or you can go to their website perfectblend.band. Um, and we'll put it on the um, the show notes on our blog, too. So you yeah. all get it. And we'll tag them on our Instagram and all the things. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And next week, please tune in because we'll be dishing with wedding planner Millen's Occasions, who is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A bundle of energy. Like, in the tiniest package. Just so much. Energy. She's so funny. Yeah, she's great. Oh, my gosh. And so positive and fun. Um, well, thank you everyone for tuning into the wedding dish brought to you over full service radio at the line hotel in Adams, Morgan, DC, and be sure to subscribe, rate and review the wedding dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. Thanks for hanging out with us on the wedding dish, the podcast where we chat about all things wedding from planning to inspiration to business and so much more. (laughs) And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the wedding dish podcast and like us on Facebook. And swing by our website and blog for show notes and pictures of the Perfect Blend Band. Super excited. Thanks for being here again, Jackie. So great to have you. And we'll catch you all next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio. Broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at Full Service RDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.